Welcome to the Victory Podcast, where God is the greatest power and we are never defeated. I'm back with another installment to our Armor of God series on the podcast. I must say that I am truly excited to dig into the first piece of this armor, which is the belt of truth. Arthur Schopenhauer said, all truth passes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Second, it is violently opposed. And third, it is accepted as being self-evident. But what is truth? And what does it have to do with a belt? Well, we're going to get into that in this podcast. So kick up your feet, sit back, relax, grab some snacks, some coffee, some juice, whatever you want to grab and enjoy the podcast. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 14 begins by saying, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Now before I start talking about this first piece of armor, there is something that I do want to um, bring to light, you know, address, you know, bring to your attention. And that's the word stand therefore, which literally translates to Hold your ground. When we begin talking about the armor of God, and I know I said in the last podcast that the armor is both an offensive and defensive piece of equipment that God has given us spiritually to fend off the attacks of the devil. We we have to, you know, always keep before us that we must hold our ground against the devil. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy us. Jesus came that we may have life and that more abundantly. And so he has given us this armor so that we can hold our ground. We can resist the devil and he will flee from us. And uh, we can resist the spirits that are also part of his kingdom like depression and anxiety and low self-esteem and addiction. You know, we don't have to let those things take hold of us. We can actively fight against those things. And so when it begins by saying, there, stand therefore, he's saying, hold your ground. And then he says, having your loins girt about with truth. Now, the phrase gird your loins means to prepare for battle. So we see here in just these first two phrases of the verse where we have to use our armor to not just defend, but also to attack as well. We don't want the devil or the enemy, however you want to phrase him, to get a foothold on us. We want to hold our ground, you know, stand therefore, 
defend the things that God has given us. And two, we want to actively fight against the devil and drive him away. And so when we begin to look at the armor of God, we have to hold our ground and prepare for battle. And the first thing that he has given us to actively fight and defend the wiles of the devil is the belt of truth. When we think about a belt today, we typically think about a leather strap that has holes in it that you put through the loopholes of your pants to make sure that your pants don't fall down. However, when we begin to examine the times and the context of when Ephesians was written, the belt is much more than that. The belt was the foundation of the armor. Now, they it was wrapped around the loins or the part of the body on both sides of the spine between the lowest ribs and the hip bone. In essence, it protected the vital sensitive areas and every other piece of the armor was connected to that belt. In essence, like I said, the belt was the foundation of the armor and it held the integrity of the armor. Now, isn't that something how Paul likens truth to a belt? You know, and we typically don't think about our belts that way, but our belts do hold the integrity of our pants. It keeps it from falling. Um, Our belts do um, tighten up the loose areas as well. So if you're you're gut conscious, um, you can tighten up your belt and kind of squeeze your gut in a little bit. (laughs) Now, just think about that for a moment. And in your mind, just just try to reconcile how a belt and truth correlate with each other. There are many things we can glean from the belt that relates to truth. As I said in the last segment, the belt is the foundation. The belt protects vital or sensitive areas and it holds up the integrity. Now, when we begin to examine scripture, we see where we we must make Christ our foundation for this life that we are living so that we can be with God in heaven. Jesus said in John chapter 14 that he is the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come unto the Father except through him. 
And it was for that reason, Jesus went through that unjust trial. He was laid with many stripes. He was bloodied, bruised, and beaten. Carried a cross that wasn't meant for him. Hung on that cross and died. He was buried in a borrowed tomb. And then three days later, he rose again. It was because of his sacrifice that we are able to have a strong foundation to start on because Jesus lived this life free of sin and he sacrificed his life so that we could be reconciled back to his father. We don't have to live in sin anymore. We don't have to yield ourselves to depression or anxiety anymore because once we are in Christ, we are new creatures. The old things are passed away and all things are become new. When Jesus is your foundation, you have a peace that is like no other, a peace and a joy that this world can't give and the world can't take away. And so just like the belt is the foundation of the armor, the truth that Jesus is the son of God should be the foundation of our lives. Much like the first century belt protects the vital or sensitive areas, so does truth protect the vital and sensitive areas of our mind and our soul. If I can remind you, we are in a spiritual war and we're fighting not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We're not fighting something that we can see or touch. We're fighting a real devil that is able to manipulate you if you don't fight with the truth of who you are in Christ. And so... When the devil begins to speak those lies to you, that you're not good enough, that uh, you would be better off dead, that, you know, you can't do anything right. You, be, you have to begin to fight and combat those thoughts with the truth of who you are in Christ. As I've stated in previous podcasts, one struggle that I have is low self-worth, low self-esteem, depression. There are times where I do not feel good enough. There are times where, you know, people don't intend to, you know, say things with um, the intent of making me feel rejected, but that's how I receive it. And so 
I have to constantly remind myself in those times that I am fearfully and wonderfully made in God's image and in his likeness. And if God is for me, then nothing can stand against me. I have to remind myself that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That is the truth of who I am in Christ. I am an overcomer. I am more than a conqueror. I am victorious. And these things, these truths are laid in the foundation of Christ. Because once you're in Christ, you're no longer a failure. You are victorious. Once you are in Christ, you are not the tail. You are the head. Once you are in Christ, you no longer are bound to anxiety, but you have access to peace, a peace that passes all understanding. And so when the devil begins to sow those lies into your head about what you are not, you must combat those lies of the devil with the truth of who you are in Christ. That way, you are protecting the vital and sensitive areas of your mind and your soul. Much like first century belts and even belts today, truth holds the integrity of your life. Jude verses 24 and 25 say, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty dominion and power both now and ever amen when you stand on the truth of jesus christ he is able to keep you from falling we all have an address called used to some of us used to be addicts some of us used to be in jail. Some of us used to be uh, thieves and liars, and some of us used to be just overall horrible people. Now, some of us used to be just good people. We just weren't saved. However, when you are in Christ, you are endued with a power to be able to not fall into those things that used to catch you up. If you don't want to be caught up anymore, try Christ. If you want to be presented faultless before God, try Christ. Because when you receive Christ, as I've stated before, probably in the last two segments, once you are in Christ, you are a new creature. Old things have passed away. All things are become new. 
Does that mean that that the, the scar on your hand is going to be gone? No. What it does mean is that when you receive Christ, a sanctification process begins where he starts to make you more and more like him instead of letting you remain yourself. And so when you begin to study the truth of the the word of God, when you begin to live the truth of the word of God, then those lies you used to tell, you won't tell no more. That those things you used to steal, you won't steal anymore. You'll begin to live an honest and truthful, transparent life. And when you have an honest, truthful, and transparent life, you walk in integrity. This is what the truth does. The truth exposes the lies so you can get rid of them. And so we must put on this belt of truth because our life's integrity is important. There are people who don't know Christ but because they see the life that we live, we'll want to know how were you able to keep your mouth shut when your coworker was tripping? How were you able to give a loving response or a calm response when your boss was acting a fool? How were you able to forgive that person that hurt you? Well, it's because of Christ. And so we have to be able to show the love of Christ in our everyday lives. And the truth enables us to do that. This short story is called To Tell the Truth. Who did this? Asked my teacher. 30 children tried to think about not only what they had done, but also what our teacher may have found out. Who did this? Asked my teacher once more. She wasn't really asking. She was demanding an answer. She seldom became angry, but she was this time. She held up a piece of broken glass and asked, Who broke this window? Uh Uh-oh, I thought. I was the one who broke the window. I had not done it intentionally. I was working on my knuckleball, and it needs more work. Why did it have to be me? It wasn't really my fault. If I admitted guilt, I would be in a lot of trouble. How would I be able to pay for a big window like that? I didn't even get allowance. My father's going to have a fit, I thought. I didn't want to raise my hand, but some force much stronger than I pulled it skyward. I told the truth. I did it. 
it was hard enough saying that I had. My teacher went to one of our library shelves and took down a book. She then began walking toward my desk. I had never seen my teacher spank a student, but I feared she was going to start with me and she was going to use the book to do it. I know how you like birds, she said as she stood down looking at my guilt-ridden face. Here's that field guide about birds that you are constantly checking out. It's yours. It's time we got a new one for the school anyway. The book is yours and you will not be punished as long as you remember that I'm not rewarding you for your misdeed. I'm rewarding you for your truthfulness. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. Remember, make truth your foundation. Hold your ground. Prepare for battle. Protect your vital areas. Make Jesus the foundation of who you are so that you can combat the wiles of the devil. Resist him and he will flee. But you will only be able to resist him with the truth. And so this is Michael Lott signing out from the Victory Podcast. See you next time.